Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Plot Spackle. I'm John, and my favorite unearned nostalgic callback that wasn't in this movie is at no point are we alerted of the presence of a large predator through water shaking. I'm Eric, and my favorite unearned, uncalled for callback is I know the system. It's Unix. I'm Richard, and my favorite unearned callback that wasn't in this film was finding out that a dinosaur was here because it ate a cell phone. All right. Well, we're we're talking about a movie without things, but that means we have plot holes that we have to fill with things. What are we filling these plot holes with? Clones. How about some hot, toasty locusts? It's the food of the future. There are a lot of them. As we're here talking about Jurassic World Dominion. As, as our Jurassic a series of anniversary episodes which is why we watched this movie and it is the only reason we watched this movie (laughs) we got we had to see the we had to see the sequel to jurassic galaxy right that's what this is you know it's a spiritual sequel about as good but uh eric does jurassic world's dominion have a plot no there we go what what are you gonna do now for the next two minutes well i can so what i can do is what the movie did is explain a bunch of scenes that somewhat tie together ah they're events followed by events because the way i see it this movie was probably written by two different people but when they came together for the whole writers meetup they realized each script we don't have enough script for a whole movie but if we do a fusion dance and combine them we have one overly long movie all right so i guess jurassic world dominion starts off with People seeing how dinosaurs affect the real world. If you remember back to last year, uh, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom had dinosaurs, about 14 dinosaurs or so, escaping into the world. There might have been 30. Yeah, there's 14 different species. There weren't a ton of different species. We didn't count all the little tiny copies. There there was maybe a half dozen copies by themselves. Okay, that's a species, so one. But but other than that, I'd say maybe about a dozen species. A dozen species. Well, now suddenly there are like all the dinosaur species in the world and not just America where Fallen Kingdom was set in the later half of the movie, but no, the entire world. So we are seeing how uh, dinosaurs are affecting real life or well, modern day. They're just basically getting in the way and it is up to Owen and Claire to help these, I I almost want to say reverse isekai uh, (laughs) Uh, characters that's the right term right <laughs> no well it's not an isekai the dinosaurs are transported into a different world that one that they don't understand so yeah it's a reverse isekai once you look at it as long as you squint hard enough well we'll allow it keep going <laughs> you're wrong but it's fine yeah that's a made-up word anyways no, wrong's a real word, Eric. It does exist. Wrong's not in my vocabulary. That's true. We deleted it. 
Anyways, so going back, we see that the dinosaurs are in the... Okay, third time's the charm. Dinosaurs are in our modern world. And Owen and Claire, the protagonists from the first two movies, are trying to help these dinosaurs make their way. But they are also trying to protect Maisie, a human clone from the last movie. and But she is now in her rebellious teenage phase. Well, there is a big, bad, not-apple company who is run by not-Tim Cook... And he is deciding that he needs Maisie because she has genetic keys that need to be unlocked. Or she is the genetic key to unlock stuff. I'm, I'm not sure. They don't really explain that. They don't explain the key very well or the lock very well. No, just that she's important. And Blue, the raptor from the first and second movie, had a baby somehow. Um, well, genetically, they explain it in the movie that Blue was spliced with, spliced with a monitor lizard, and monitor lizards can produce asexually. Anyways, besides the point, um, they capture Maisie and Blue's baby raptor. Beta. Beta. And take them to not Tim Cook's not, uh, not Apple HQ in Italy, I think? Yep, yep, it's in Italy. So, oh, also, uh, this is kind of, this is where uh, script B comes in. There are a a swarm of locusts moving around eating everything but they're not normal locusts they're kind of like genetically engineered locusts that are maybe like a foot to foot and a half long they're super locusts so and they're basically eating everything except crops that are grown by the bioterm biosin Bios- totally not apple totally not apple that's it maybe totally not amazon Put your fa- or least favorite tech company in there, and that's totally who they're not portraying. It's it's definitely not Tim Cook at not Apple, because they have their definitely not the round building that Apple uses as their headquarters. Is it what, Spaceship One? Is that what it's called? or Like the actual Apple building. Oh, yeah, Spaceship One. Uh, and then it's definitely at one infinite loop. This is Starship One, not Spaceship One. Totally different. Clearly, and it's in the Dolomites in Italy. Plus, they listen. It can't be not Tim, or it can't be Tim Cook. We're referencing because they only use Windows products, and he uses an Android phone. Definitely not what Tim Cook would use. So, so they're making crops. So they're making crops that are resistant to these super locusts. Super locusts. But you come to find out that uh, this not tech company, who insert your least favorite tech company there, but this not Apple company. Was had gen- genetically engineered these locusts to and set them free on the world so that people would can would buy their plant products. Um, so with this side story, well, not really this congruent story or storyline. You have Doctor Alan Grant, Doctor Sattler. I can't remember her first name. Ellen. Ellen Sattler, and Doctor E.M. Malcolm, the heroes or the protagonists from the first Jurassic Park movie. They are going on their own little adventure, and they also conveniently end up at Not Spaceship One in Italy, where they meet the Jurassic World team. The next part of the movie is they are working together to escape the Not Spaceship One, Not Apple campus, and basically the dinosaurs, they just get told to, hey, leave those dinosaurs alone. They still exist in this world, but... Nothing really changes except the company that was um, using genetic modification or uh, genetic engineering for nefarious purposes. Uh, they go out, go out of business, I'm assuming. 
<laughs> you assume because you don't know for sure. They didn't. They, you kind of assume so because the the um, head priest of their uh, not apple religion gets uh, sacrificed in the uh, underground. I'm not sure. It's basically a bunch of scenes, and I'm not going to go through every single scene. That's fair. I mean, we hit most of them. Now we've talked about the not plot. Are there any facts? Are there any fun facts? I have facts. All right. I do have facts. So it was released on June 10th, 2022, as opposed to Jurassic Park that was released on June 11th, or Jurassic World that was released on June 12th. Uh, it had an estimated budget of $165 million. And it got $145 million in its opening weekend. Oy. And then grossed $376 million across the U.S. and Canada release and hit $1 billion in the gross worldwide. So uh turns out turns out that if you throw dinosaurs in your movie... It will make money. Not fun? Not fun, guys? This movie makes me mad about that. All right. And at 146 minutes, it is the longest Jurassic Park film to date. Well, it's not It's Jurassic World, Richard. Do not lump this in with Jurassic Park. Not in my house. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure, sure. In this house. We, we don't combine our Jurassic Parks and our Jurassic Worlds. Even though it's uh, production call. Production calling was uh, Jurassic Park 6. I mean, sure, you can call it whatever you want, but... Look, I'm just going with the facts. You didn't... I didn't say I had fun facts, Eric. And it does see the return of a character from the first film. We have Mr. Dodgson, our man in the red shirt that gives the Barbasol thing to Nedry. He is now played by a new actor... I thought it was the same actor. It is not. It's a new actor because the old actor got convicted as a sex predator. And they couldn't put him in the movie. So now we have a new guy. I'll See, continue no on my not facts. fun facts, all right? Everything's not fun. If you, if you tuned in to listen to this podcast expecting fun, you're not going to get it. There was a couple... There was a tweet by... Oh, and now I don't remember his name. I have to Google his name. Hang on. Jeff Goldblum? He nope. doesn't tweet. I feel like he tweets. He's way too cool for it. Joseph Mazzello. All right. Who was Tim in the original Jurassic Park. And he sent out a tweet going, hey, gang, let's get the gang back together. And then he wasn't in this movie. That kind of hurts. It's it's kind of one of those like... like, like it's shameless nostalgia anyways. At least at least have some some integrity. Try try and get back some other people. Sure, I don't think he's really an actor anymore. It's true. It's true. Um let's see. Oh other facts. Oh yeah. So in the trailer they had uh Jeff Goldblum going, Why do they always make them bigger? And that wasn't in the movie. They chose to cut that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having Ian Malcolm question the, uh, questioning the putting a Giganotosaurus out there because you have to make a bigger dinosaur. Though a semi-fun fact 
is we have the uh, Giganotosaurus and the uh, the hands ones. Oh, the Therizanosaurus? The Therizanosaurus. I think it's Therizanosaurus. I'd have to double check how it's actually pronounced. Plus uh, Beta and Rexy is what they said they were using to build Indominus Rex. So there, there's there's your callback that kind of makes sense. All right, Therizinosaurus. But where's the Therizinosaurus in uh, Indominus, Indominus Rex? I don't know. It was on one of the production stills that they said, hey, this is what we're using to build our dinosaur. I give you facts. I don't guarantee their funness. All right. Is, is that all the facts? That's that's pretty much all the facts. All right. Now, yeah. now to get to the meat of the matter. The plot holes. All right. Where are we getting our plot holes today? Well, I know for sure INDB, and there are are a lot of articles written about just... Just this movie? Just this movie. So do we want to be purists and not get too much into the weeds? That way we can... We don't have to talk to, about this movie longer than we need to. To be fair, our longest episodes are about movies that we hate, guys. Let's be honest. I think our Star Wars ones are pretty... Uh, well, it is Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker yeah. is, I think, our longest episode. We It is longer than the actual movie. I know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We should have split it into two parts. It should have been split into two parts. We should have pulled a Harry Potter. Anyhow. Or a Twilight... Jurassic no. World Dominion. Or guys. Hunger Games. Like, everyone was splitting those things in half. Why didn't Rise of Skywalker get split into two movies? Did, did Disney not have the guts to they do it? They were bound by the power of three. And that's why you do uh, Rise of Skywalker A and Rise of Skywalker B. Th- this movie could have been split into two movies. I don't think it could have, John. I think I'm. I kind of. You thought it was a joke where I'm like, I think it was two script writers that, like, put it together. I know. I think that's actually what happened. They had two different scripts, and it's like they had no. So I feel like they had the one movie that they were just making, starring uh, Chris Pratt with uh, with Bryce Owens Dallas Ho- and, right. and Bryce Dallas Howard, and then they're like, "But we have to bring in uh, the old guys too," and so they send a second force to come in after and figure out how they got there. Mm-hmm. Well, we we should talk about that more in the actual. All right. But yeah, so we'll start with IMDb and then we'll decide if we want to go hit like this screen rant one I found. Sure. Sure. So Raptors in the Jurassic Park series. I'm looking at you, Eric. Jurassic Park series are established of being capable of running 40 to 60 miles an hour. Your average human can sprint at less than a quarter of that speed. And yet. Claire is somehow able to outrun a raptor for several minutes. Well, you see, we have a couple issues here. Uh, first, uh, just because a person in the plot hole section says something is true doesn't mean it's true. We've established that. So, yeah, this is not Jurassic Park series. I'm going to throw that out there first. <laughs> and I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend Eric's honor. <laughs> Thank you, John. So gentlemanly. And note, uh, raptors can go 60 to 40 uh, miles per hour in an open run. They don't corner well. I'm also going to add on to that. Velociraptors can go 40 to 60 miles an hour. These are atrociraptors? Yeah, these are not. It's like, okay, so Siberian Huskies and Malamutes look like the same. They're Husky dogs, but Siberian Huskies are much faster because they're lighter. 
Malamutes are good for pulling stuff, but not as fast. They're still dogs, but they have different uh, capabilities. All right. And since I know further plot holes again are going to quarter us on this issue, I'm also going to throw out that uh, the only fun an Atrociraptor gets is when it's hunting someone. Otherwise, they stick it in the box and has to wait till it sees a laser. So you're saying that the Atrociraptor is like a cat and is definitely willing to play with its food. It's willing to play with its food and it's willing to pace her like she doesn't lose it. It's keeping up with her and it's waiting for the perfect moment to get her. And it Easy. does like to scare her. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's enjoying the hunt. And also, um, she's not wearing high heels. And we know that she can outrun a T-Rex while in high heels. So we know that she is actually an Olympic-level runner. Okay, so... This is established from the canon. That as she can outrun a, a T-Rex in high heels, she can outrun a raptor... Not in high heels. In normal shoes? In normal shoes. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Do you have anything to add, Eric? I just... You you kind of mentioned it before. I mean, I just want to bring up... She was serpentining. 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 It's true. She was definitely going through a crowded urban environment and dealing with the problems of the urban environment for the raptor. Yeah. Like, if from the raptor's point of view... This is a strange world with unknown geometries. This raptor is stuck in a cosmic horror, and she's not. So she's part of the environment. She has an advantage that the raptor doesn't. She understands doors and and windows and hallways and rooms and the, and it's like where's the where's the jungle? Where's the field? Where's the trees? Why are there all these straight lines? How come this wall opens sometimes? Yeah magnets how do they work i don't know crystals so yeah i think i think the cross raptor is also trying to not go mad from the knowledge of uh and geometry hope for a new dark age yeah discovering strange beasts with opposable thumbs yeah that's that's the weirdest thing ever like it's looking at its claws like it understands enough to observe the world and sees how its masters are different from it and knows they are different like how does it create the red dot how does it create a red dot? It can smell. Yeah. It's bird senses. And they have the ability to cause pain. It's true. It's true. And I'm going to get to that because I have the answer to that plot hole, guys, and you're going to love it. All right. But yeah, so I think we've established this. Uh, the Trociraptor's just been removed from its proper environment. And Trociraptors like to play with their food. That's why they're called Atrociraptors. And Claire is really, really, really fast, especially without high heels on. You get some actual running shoes on. It's her versus Usain Bolt. That's all we're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, how about this? The observation observation station that the human cast escapes to has large windows that the Giganotosaurus is easily able to break. Such an outpost should have smaller windows with sturdy dividers um, placed close together that the dinosaurs they'd want to observe could not fit between. I think they saw this in the movie. They, um, they talk about that they've implanted the dinosaurs' brains with little uh, electro uh, shock devices or whatever. So I'm just going to say if one of those giant mo- uh, dinosaurs is going to come close to the window, it sends out a signal that says, hey, turn around. <laughs> Go and, away from window? Yep. Yeah, this is a dangerous place. Go away. And so 
The dinosaur walks away. So what's the point of the observation windows then? Observing. But what are you observing? I don't know. You're you're observing abnormal you can... behavior because you're influencing it directly. See, but it doesn't actually tell you to go away. It just generates an SCP field. Oh, so it it doesn't notice that there's an it observation. It doesn't window. notice that it's an observation thing. It just goes ignore this thing. There is an obstacle here. So what you're saying is that this mind control, instead of actually altering the behavior to damage their results, it's correcting the behavior so they have pure results. Exactly. It's the epitome of science. So I was kind of thinking that they actually have the observation windows there so they can bring the dinosaurs over and have them do silly things. Well, I mean, they can do that too, but I mean, when you're generating yourself a cloned army of dinosaurs so that you can have them execute order 66 and take down the Jedi, what are you going to do? Well, take down the filthy Jedi. That's what you got. Exactly. And do we see any Jedi later in this, later in these movies? There are no Jedi later in these movies. Exactly. It worked. But I mean, the cloned army got rid of the Jedi. There are Jedi later. Because obviously biosins um, and their cloning technology was is what leads us to Palpatine coming back. Somehow Palpatine. No, no, returned. no, no. Tim Cook. <laughs> not Tim Cook. Legally distinct enough not to be Tim Cook. Not Tim Cook will return for the uh, ninth for the ninth film in the uh, Jurassic Park series. <laughs> you know, you say that when we when we joke, but it still hurts, Richard, <laughs> because I could see it happening. Oh, I could see that he's like Dodgson. We have Dodgson here. See, everybody cares. <laughs> Somehow, I have returned, and he'll have like Somehow. a big compy scar across his face. Somehow you have used my name. <sighs> like I said, it still hurts, Richard. You don't have to say such hurtful things. Uh, anyway, anyways, back to the plot. See, I'm, j- I'm still imagining them building these observation windows so they can get more people in there. And then they set up like a bed outside. And then they uh, make the T-Rex come over and use the chip to make it make the bed with its tiny arms. And they make just- it try and make the bed. And like, like they do all sorts of little things like this. They set up a ping pong table. They put it on TikTok. That's what it's for. <laughs> that's how. That's how the uh, Biosyn actually makes its money is uh, on TikTok with stupid videos of a T Rex doing dumb stuff. That's why they have the big observation windows. I, well, I assume it wouldn't be the T Rex because they just barely got that. It they're would. they're planning on it. They did some other things, and everybody's debating on whether or not it's actually just like a. Boston Dynamics or a Corridor Digital video. Uh, I feel like they did that to the Therizinosaurus, and that's why it's blind. Because mm-hmm. they made it, like, touch its eyes with its own claws. It did the Tide Pod Challenge. Like, like it's, doing the, it's doing the Tide Pod <laughs> Challenge. Just having See, dinosaurs do the, the Tide thing, Pod. That's the thing, it's doing the Tide Pod Challenge, but it has to pick it up, like, chopsticks with the with its long claws, and then eat eat the tide pods got, got the old uh old lady secretary coming out they are making it uh knit a blanket for her grandkids <laughs> using its big old claws i hate all of these <laughs> and that's why it's right that does sound yeah. like a tiktok video like you hate them but you love them man we're old i click on it <laughs> All right. Well, I think that plot hole is solved. 
Yeah. Then let's move on to the next one, which is the Metrodon lived during the Permian period, which didn't have any mosquitoes. Uh, All right. Mon- so I need you to explain again why this is a plot hole. Well, so because I've purged enough of the movie from my mind to go. Okay. So when Doctor Grant and Doctor Sattler going through the the old amber caves from the subway. They're just wandering along and do 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 do, and then all of these. Uh, and then we have the Dimetrodon, yes. Yeah, the Dimetrodon, they pop out. But that's the problem. The Metrodon can't be there because there was no mosquitoes to get trapped in amber. Okay, <clears throat> okay. Gotcha. So they can't clone them from their DNA that was trapped in the amber in the mosquito, which is the source of all dinosaurs and not dinosaurs because Dimetrodons are not dinosaurs. Aren't they actually more relate- closely related to mammals? Like once you that, look at that, that could be possibly true. I think they they're still considered ancient reptiles, but I yeah, that's very possible based off of how the like the the, the, the whole trees tree. work off. All right, now here's the thing: were leeches around in the Permian period? Well, th- so this is a fun fact. Uh, there might be. My, I assume there's leeches because there's always parasites. There's got to be some blood sucking parasite. We know that there's going to be blood sucking parasites. So imagine what they did was they did clone something that had blood-sucking parasites uh, DNA, and they cloned the blood-sucking parasites, and then they looked inside, and it had blood already from the See, that, that was going to be my answer as well, was that uh, they got something from before that. And we yes, the earliest leech fossils are from the middle of the Permian. All right, so it got sucked by some leeches, and the leech got stuck in mud. But not just any mud. This is the kind of mud that you go to a, a spa for. The Ooh, age the rejuvenating, def- rejuvenating age-defying mud that eventually hardened around the soft-bodied leech and preserved its blood um, inside of it. Allowing for a viable DNA sample 266 million years later. Well, you see, the DNA also crystallized into healing crystals. Crystals. So it was mud with healing properties and healing crystals in it. Thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. It's a lot better than what I was going to bring up. Well, you can still bring up what you wanted to bring up. We, we are equal opportunity BSers here on this show. So my, no, we, we don't, this is all heavily researched. Well, so uh, I, this was from a news article a long time ago, so I'm probably getting it wrong, but I, read a story about some paleontologist they were able to extract soft tissue from fossils like they were able to basically work dark magics and convert the fossil back into like soft tissue like insides of bones and whatnot and they were able they did this on a t-rex skeleton and they were able to get some t-rex dna that was just like crystallizer it was stuck in the fossil obviously not complete but that's where you throw in a bunch of frog dna and like and monitor ju- a lizard? Yeah, that like Jurassic Park do. See, but in this movie, they specifically say that these aren't, these don't have any patch jobs. These are 100% pure dinosaur. Now, see, that does throw up maybe what they're doing is uh, using uh, chemical recreations of uh, the DNA. I mean, if you get a fancy enough laser to look at the inside of a fossil... You can get shapes, right? I'd assume and, so. And DNA is does have a shape that'll be affected by its uh, makeup, right? 
I mean, I'm no scientist, so sure. So, like, if if you can get enhanced enough, you could see someone's DNA, right? It works in CSI. Yeah, so that's how it works here. They enhanced, and then they enhanced, and then they enhanced. Oh, and don't forget, sharpen. And sharpen. Use the sharpen filter. Yeah, and then they could actually look at the... uh, the negative of the DNA, which means that they could fill it in with resin, mm-hmm. like on a TikTok, and then they know how to make the DNA now. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that- it's, it's not as good as uh, age-defying uh, mud mud and leeches and leeches and crystals. I mean, who knows? But I, I like the leeches idea. Just because there's no blood-sucking animals doesn't mean, or blood-sucking mosquitoes doesn't mean there was no blood-sucking animals. I was always a fan of just having, you know. You you clone something that would have eaten it, and then you uh, get get the uh, blood sample that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. When you when you clone something, because you are what you eat, it gives you a full copy of that thing from that time period. It doesn't create a new copy exactly. And so, if you get a complete clone, it would include the clone stu- the clone stomach contents. See that that is the logic that they used in Alien Resurrection. So, I guess it works. <laughs> it works when you take the series to space. Yep. Dinosaurs in space. Who would have thought? Is that is that what the next one is? Is They can't call it Jurassic Galaxy. Can, do they call it Jurassic Universe? Jurassic Cosmos? See, I think they can call it Jurassic Galaxy because they have... $165 million? $1.001 billion dollars and, and so the people who billion, did jurassic galaxy don't have one billion dollars yeah just, that just seems like why don't you just cut it off at one billion dollars why do you have to include the zero zero one because they're planning on that making a difference it's it's those you know in the billions i don't think a million really matters look here we'll get we'll give you this one for your gross worldwide don't sweat the small stuff mm-hmm. one billion one million nine hundred seventy eight thousand and eighty dollars sounds great yeah we gotta push this over the edge someone go out there and, and spend 20 spend bucks extra 20 bucks on it yeah we're not doing that all right moving on all right so when claire and ellie are headed to redistribute the power they turn a corner and are surprised by the sight of a large number of burning locusts any burning animal matter gives off a very strong odor so it shouldn't take until they step on them to notice that there's burning bugs. Well, these are clean burning locusts. Thank you, Mr. Hill. <laughs> I mean, they're genetically engineered, so maybe they are like clean burning locusts. So they don't like they don't give that, you know, nasty burnt locust smell when you burn them. Now, remind me, aren't the locusts already burning at this point in the movie? Like, oh, yes, they, it's because they, they got lit on fire in the lab. And then multiplied. And somehow escaped the container. Yeah, they got vented out into open air. No, no, no. They didn't get vented out. They escaped. They created their own pathway out for some dumb reason. So So they could set the... the, Set the jungle on fire. The jungle on fire. Well, I thought they just wanted to uh, biodyne or whatever. Just wanted to get rid of the locusts. They They didn't want to get rid of the dinosaurs. Yes, they were trying to destroy the evidence of the locusts. But for but for some reason the uh, containment unit or the containment room didn't contain what it was supposed to contain. For was, some was, reason, they used liquid fuel to light the locusts on fire instead of just raising the temperature 
in the room to an unsustainable thing for the life and killing off the locusts. They had to use an actual liquid fuel plus fire ignition system to burn everything. I mean, it looks cool. When I say it looks cool, it's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's so clean it's- burning, clean burning. Or um, the giant black plume of smoke disagrees. It smells like nothing. It, it, sure, you can see it, but you don't smell it. But Human so- noses weren't evolved until millions of years later, and were not designed with the smell receptacles for for. for oh yeah, yeah. It's locusts. totally like there's some colors we can't see. There's there's smells we can't smells smell. we can't smell like burning locust, um, burning super locust. But so the point I was going to bring up is maybe it already smells like burning locust because there's already like a swarm of burning. Now, now that's around. more logical than clean burning locusts. So no, no, that's, there's <laughs> not fair, a lingering did, smell throughout the entire facility. Did go through a ventilation system. And so probably, yeah, the whole place just smells like burning locust at this point. And so they've started to ignore the smell. Uh-huh. I mean, those are uh, the, our more serious options are that it's just such a strong smell that it is permeated everything mm-hmm. and so like not you, a clean not you don't get some clean burning fuel from them yeah or um the ventilation s- system is really good as another option mm-hmm. or it has such good scrubbers that no you you don't know until you're like right on top of them like you can't even tell which of your co-workers wear too much perfume in this case, it's because they were going from a regular area into the server clean room that has its own separate filters because you didn't want any of the dust that would have been coming along with you. All right. And in support of the super effective vent system, no one, at no point do we see an air freshener anywhere in the facility. That's true. Totally advanced. Definitely not Apple technology campus yeah so they are just super filtering and so those are your options you can you can choose uh something realistic like uh it just smells really bad everywhere of burnt locusts or semi-realistic with With a filter system with a filter system or you can have fun and say they're clean burning locusts and locust accessories Good clean burning locusts. Toss them on the like, like locusts. Maybe they should have just been focusing on the locusts now. I mean, they did have enough of them. I mean, high protein, grass fed, gluten free locusts. Sell that at Whole Foods. Can't. It's a GMO. Oh, it's a GMO. Put that in Trader Joe's. Yeah, but I mean, you can take it on a camping trick. You can eat it. You can use it to start your fire. Well, keep a locust in your car. If you break down, there's so many options. It can be a torch. They are very large. So like, how big would you say their legs are? Um, Not quite turkey drumstick size, but. But then you could have it as like, you could market it as, you know, some kind of crab. Dip it in chocolate. Crab of the lander. Yeah. I think crabs do go on land though. Yeah. Crab of the air. Freeze it and dip it in chocolate. You sell that on an uh, ice cream truck comes through town. People waving money for it. Like you can use it as you a flare. You know what ice cream is, right, John? <laughs> I'm pretty sure like ice yeah. cream is dairy. See, you can milk a locust. Look, look you that's, can't milk that's, a locust. That's what the you drumsticks can milk an are. Almond. Yeah, but you get soy you sauce from You, get you soy can't sauce milk from. an almond. It's juice. If you can call almond milk, I almond milk, we can juice our, juice our, 
locust and make ice cream out of no, them. No, no, no. You get soy and, sauce from locusts. You know, when you grab a grasshopper and it starts putting that black stuff out of its mouth, that's soy sauce, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's it's disgusting. These these locusts have so many uses, guys, and I think I think they're just like missed opportunity. Missed they opportunity. Were, they were focused on the dinosaurs because dinosaurs are cool, and grasshoppers are what you did when you were a kid. Like, if they really wanted to to do something with these locusts, they should have genetically engineered them to eat kutsu and have them like wipe out all the invasive plants in the south southern United States. But then they would have spread to other places and destroyed kudzu in its native habitat. No one would care. I'm 100% sure no one would care. Botanists, you can write angry letters to John later. Oh, don't. That's like their only interaction they've ever had, so. <laughs> they're, they're botanists. They talk to plants. What are they going to do? Maybe they listen to podcasts, they're gonna tell me I have. They're going to tell me I have wilted leaves. No, oh, such a scary insult. <laughs> All right. We should get back onto the next plot. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, so raptors in the uh, Jurassic Park series are established as being capable of running 60 to 40 miles per hour. Yes, we solved this one. However, when Owen, who is on a motorcycle, is being chased by two raptors, he escapes by running onto, well, riding onto the ramp of a cargo plane that is taking off. In order to get sufficient uh, lift, lift. We, we can fix their spelling error. Uh, larger planes need to go over 100 miles per hour. The Raptors would have been left far behind, but one gets on board. Briefly. Briefly. I'm going to assume she didn't punch the engines until, like, she knew that Owen was on, and then it's full throttle. So that's a cargo plane. Yeah. But it's like a medium cargo plane? Like, it's not a it's not large a large, It's plane. not like a C-14 or whatever the yeah, military it's not, one is. Yeah, it's not military size. It's not a C-47. No, that one's an airbox. It's an airbox. Like, so do they need 100 miles per hour to gain lift? Do we have to research this? I'm just curious because I... Like, it's a larger craft than others, but it still feels like it's World War II I, level. I would maybe say Korean War, maybe Vietnam. Yeah, but kind of how, design. How about the bigger issue that planes use knots instead of miles per hour? Oh, are you just going to throw that out there? I mean, if we're going to be correct. All right. All right. So, so you're going to just mock this guy because they, they say life instead of lift and they say running on board instead of riding on board. And because they say miles per hour instead of knots. Listen, autocorrect hurts everyone, John. It It is a, uh, it, no, it, uh, auto, it has no favorites. Autocorrect is indiscriminate in its pain. Autocorrect is indescribable in its pain. All right. <laughs> fixed it for you ducking autocorrect <laughs> all right so so do, do we have an idea of what kind of uh airplane it is as richard is oh yeah frantically researching oh, no. in the background i know exactly what the, when i said it was a flying box car i was not joking it is the fairchild c119 flying box car all right and so what's its a uh, takeoff I'm, that's what I'm pulling up right now. now. I have to go to the Strategic Air Command and Aerospace Museum website. Hold now, on. But we're not War Thunder, so you can't like hack into a uh, military documents, Richard. That's. I mean, you can, but just don't put them on our website. Yeah. Though I don't think anything about this should be classified. No, like I said, it's the Strategic Air Command website. It's it's all publicly publicly available knowledge. I don't have to do anything big there we don't even have to like do an equation right there's no math involved they're just gonna have it listed 
There, yeah. Well, see, I've got the dimensions. I've got its performance, where its maximum speed is, cruising speed. Uh, I don't. I have its maximum takeoff weight. That's, I know it's, it's horsepower. It's a C one one nine. Yeah, the C one one nine. So, what's its maximum speed though? Uh, maximum speed is two hundred ninety six. So, I'm assuming takeoff is less than that. Yes, because it cruises at two hundred. Speed. Like, I actually looked up takeoff speed because it was like an autofill on Google. Mm-hmm. It didn't take me anything. I got like the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that its takeoff run to 50 feet is 2,300 feet, which, you know, doesn't tell us anything. Its stall speed's 102 miles per hour. So we have mm-hmm. to assume then that it's got to be going at least 102 because if it stalls. If it stalls, yeah, it won't be going mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, well, that's when the engines will kick off, right? Because it's not, they're not. It, the RPMs aren't high enough. So we could assume he's going over. They have to go over a hundred miles an hour. All right. And so now we're Atrociraptors, which couldn't keep up with, uh, couldn't keep up with Usain Bolt or Claire, but can but keep up with the, uh, maybe it's a sprinter, you know, like we said it, uh, or like I said, she was serpentining. It can't take corners. It's like a drag drag racer. Oh, so it just gets faster. The longer it runs. It just it can go really fast in a straight line. I'm just saying that we don't know how good Owen's motorcycle is in this one because it's not Owen's motorcycle. This is just a motorcycle that Owen grabbed. Well, yeah, see, but the motorcycle is not the question because we know the motorcycle can get up to 100 miles per hour easy. Like, I'm just saying that it takes the motorcycle a while to get up to speed too. That's why he doesn't immediately outpace the uh, outpace our Raptor. See, this would be an easier thing to answer if if the plane was taking it off and they did an intercept and they had like a brief moment to to catch on. But that's not the case because he actually does chase the plane. So I'm going to say she doesn't have the engines fully going um, or it's not takeoff speed or whatever. It's maybe two thirds of that. She waits until he gets on and then and she then, kicks it and then she kicks it on and that's when it takes off. But the Raptor was able to catch up, but because they're going like. 150 miles an hour that's why they get so far above the um runway like once they actually do take off it's just that little push there that's how i could solve that's how i would solve this she waited till they got they got on then she opened up the throttle all right well i mean but we have atrociraptors i think that atrociraptors uh these are modified atrociraptors too They've been genetically engineered to go to over 100 miles per hour and a straight straight run. Jetpacks. So you can hit a laser pointer on a pilot and they can catch them. I mean, sure. Like, like, this is some serious uh, Atrociraptor. Like they're sitting there. You can't spell Atrociraptor without war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the kind of, it's the ugly elephant in the room, but. I think there was doping involved. Oh, oh, yeah. So they're not only genetically engineered raptors, but they're, they're also steroids. They're steroids. I mean, you you hate to see it when a when a sports star turns to that to stay relevant. I mean, it's not like they're in sports though. They're just weapons of war. Heck, they're not even legal weapons of war. They're strictly underground criminal weapons of war. So yeah, yeah, they're doped. These are some doped up atrociraptors. Next thing you know, they're going to put them in the uh, underground tennis games. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't think tennis is that popular anymore. It's met now squat. It's squash ball. You have not seen the underground tennis stuff yet. I mean, they're in they're in Europe, so they're probably putting them in the Tour de France. I mean, everyone's already doping in that. So yeah, who cares? so it's only fair that Team Dinosaur. <laughs> And Only, they're just sitting there with the red dot focused focused on the person in the lead. Trained them to re, to ride bikes yet? They want to though. Otherwise, it would have been on the motorcycle, John. Yeah, it would have ridden the motorcycle. All right. Well, then, last plot hole for IMDb. When Owen says he made a promise, he bring Beta home. Ian Malcolm says, "You made a promise to a dinosaur. How about that?" Owen never told Malcolm about that element. Look, Malcolm just looks at the situation, realizes that this man is absurd. This situation is absurd. What is the most absurd possible uh, person whom he made that promise to? Another dinosaur. Another dinosaur. What does Owen actually say, though? I thought he if I'm not 100% sure. Do you want me to like look up that scene? No, because then you'd have to look up that I, scene. I think he just says, I made a promise. That I'd bring her home. So I, I just wonder if it's like context or whatever. It's like contextual. You could probably guess that it's like, cause we know it's not to the girl. We know it's not to the other girl. Otherwise he could have said, I made, I promised her. I'd, I'd bring you home. So I was like, who, what's home? It's a baby dinosaur. Baby dinosaur goes home to mama dinosaur. And I think maybe they've talked in the past about, you know, cause he's like, Oh, Raptors. Great. You know what? It happened off screen, like so many other things in this film. It happened off screen. Like bathroom breaks. Or people getting from one place to another. Like from a CIA building in the United States. To Malta? To Malta in less than 24 hours. I'm pretty sure that uh, if there's a CIA base there, they have a, they're got to be by an airport that can get to a lot of places in 24 hours. Sure, sure. I feel like that's but just they a, were specifically told that they weren't going to get to uh, be part of the operational thing and that they weren't going to be able to use those. So they had to do it using the civilian airlines. And they don't, they don't got that. You don't just get to do that the day before. You, they, they didn't use civilian. They used private they used high speed stuff because owens besides being zero wyoming uh project he has a lot of money from the time um the fact that every dollar he got while working at jurassic world was put straight into a a a, a well-run financial index like he got huge returns on his money along with the fact that he caught on that jurassic world was going to have problems the moment they told him about the uh, Indominus Rex, he like sold all of his sold stock. all his stocks in uh, the company, and so he made bank. Okay, all right. So they I will they accept it. they used like uh, a high speed plan. They can't use the Concorde because that's no longer running. But it was a it was a very fast private jet. All right, I'm satisfied. That runs on locusts. Okay, clean burning locusts. Clean burning locusts. Except less when, satisfied. <laughs> except less satisfied now. Now we're talking about Jurassic World Dominion. You should not leave anything, for, any part of this conversation satisfied. Oh, don't it would, worry. It's thematically I incorrect. have one that will leave you satisfied. 
All right, so that's everything from IMDb, right? Yeah. Yep. So let us be not satisfied talking about the movie. Do, do we want to hit screen rant? Do we have more plot holes we want to throw out there? I'd rather just talk about the movie. We than... do have a plot hole, and it's the one that I have the answer for. What's the plot hole, then? Well, John, let's talk about them them Atrociraptors. Yeah. How do they get their targets? Um, You point a laser at them, and then they smell the target or the laser... It's implied that they smell the laser itself. Exactly. And then they chase after that. Because we did the question of, did they actually see the laser on the um, Owens before they um, like started chasing them? Because it looks like they were chasing them, and then they would have been able to see the laser just because of angles. Now, I have the solution. There's no solution to this there that does is. not involve crystals. It doesn't involve crystals. It does, however, involve a little bit of gene splicing and doing some slightly unethical things. But given that we're making an Atrociraptors to begin with, it doesn't unethicality doesn't really apply here. They mer they used Toucan Sam to make the Atrociraptor, who can literally smell the colors of Fruit Loops to you to follow his nose. You know what? I like it too much to be an answer for this movie. I told you I have one that will leave you satisfied. It's this one. So the Toucan Sam splicing so that we can smell lasers. They filled the holes in the Atrociraptor DNA with Toucan Sam DNA. With a cartoon character. Yes. Look, as soon as you got the advanced cloning technology and like genetic manipulation, every other company had to do something big. Look, we already had the ability to do it clear back it's a callback to the first movie remember when there was the d cartoon dna yeah <laughs> they already had the technology so they they, they like put out the they were able to get they the were able to get cell. a cartoon mosquito that had bitten a toucan i mean mr dna did explain that so so, so they draw toucan sam they draw a mosquito landing on toucan sam flying away and then they put down the cell with mm -hmm. the Toucan Sam mosquito on it and retrieve... Retrieve the Toucan Sam DNA. Well, oh, what's that um, mental disorder? I don't want to say it's a mental disorder, but like your uh, neurons Look, you can't be telling uh, Richard he's crazy right now. You get your... No, I'm not telling him he's crazy. It's an actual thing. Like people can smell colors or no, whatever. No, the, the people think they can smell you colors. It's different. Yeah, synesthesia. So maybe they just... Like, figured out how to do that and, you know, give a little brain damage to the... So, so the Atrociraptors have synesthesia, so they see the red light and it makes them smell like meat or... I don't... I don't have synesthesia. I don't know They'll what that's have to ask like. Toucan Sam. So I feel like maybe they just, like, after uh, they got into this genetic engineering future, there's a breakaway. Like, uh, Fruit Loops is like, we want you guys to genetically engineer a Toucan Sam bird. We want it to smell colors. And they worked on it and they succeeded and they well, created a monstrosity that could smell colors. Well, there's already a color you can smell. It's orange. They just have to work backwards from that. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I mean, there's the Gatorade smell and, and the fake grape. That's purple. That smells like purple. So there you go. There is, there is my answer to how we can train the Atrociraptors to smell the laser. I mean, so here, here's another plot hole guys. How do they keep the dinosaurs in this small valley in the Dolomite Mountains, given that we see that lots of these dinosaurs don't actually care about the cold and it's literally just mountains in the way? They put chips in their brains. Yeah, it's the, it's the sensor. 
And those are just the dinosaurs yeah, but see, the, they brought the chips in. are done now because uh, oh, how do, the oh. company's gone. So what's going to keep them here now? Guns. So my thought is, all right, you're going to follow this, guys. Follow me. All right. So, so there's the theory, you know, there's the concept of theory of like the, the genetic memory concept of, you know, like that's why we have dinosaurs and dragons. Like dragons are memories of dinosaurs. But here's the thing. We believe that a certain monster is afraid of garlic. So what if the reason we think vampires have a fear of garlic is genetic memory to dinosaurs being afraid of garlic. So they're stuck in the mountains of Italy because of the garlic that exists outside. Uh, yes. Are you just assuming that Italy is just basically a garlic smell cloud? Except for in this uh, small crater? You know, I, I don't I don't believe that. That is the truth, Eric. You yeah. know it's the truth. They had to put like a cavalry battalion to guard the scallions over there. I did. Is that true? Yeah, it's the Italian Scallion Stallion Battalion. Makes sense. Yeah, see, so garlic. Garlic protects the uh, the Italians from dinosaurs. I thought it was vampires. That too. But you think that we think vampires are afraid of garlic because we remember that dinosaurs are afraid, afraid of garlic. That's what protected the small mammals from the dinosaurs in the Cretaceous period. They ate garlic. That's how they survived. Now, I'm just wondering when garlic evolved. Um, not garlic bread recipe, Google. I just need <laughs> garlic. Well, I mean, we know that uh, at the very least, Egyptian and Indian cultures had it on stuff at least 5,000 years ago. Okay. I, I mean, I'm going to throw out too, like, remember the lysine dependency? Yes. So lysine is often found in soy and soy is the opposite of garlic. Mm, garlic is tasty and soy is not. Yes. I guess edamame is good. That's soy, isn't it? But it's salted soy, so I mean, I it's guess it's the I taste... salt. It's the salt. Salt makes most things better. Yeah. So there we go. It's since garlic is the opposite, that's why they built it in Italy because they knew that they could contain the dinosaurs there without any other barrier than the dinosaurs' own hatred of garlic. Uh, I mean, if any dinosaur got out, it's not going to bother any Italians. They got the garlic. <laughs> I think our plot hole filling is getting better with this. I mean, <laughs> the more it makes Eric cry, the better it must be. <laughs> just more like those poor Italians. When I so, say so, the poor Italians. So now, now you're talking back to like in Jurassic World, you're imagining some poor like Italian kid, his parents are taking him to Jurassic World. He is going to the petting zoo and he wants to like, he wants to pet a protoceratops. And every time he approaches it, it just like runs, runs away, away from him. And he's like, but why do they not love me, parents? Why do these dinosaurs hate me? And I, I say, we don't know. We don't know. And like every so, exhibit he goes to, there's no dinosaur. Cause like the T-Rex is like, I'm going to eat a goat. And it's like, is that a garlic goat runs and hides. Okay. Well, um, any I other mean, plot holes? I mean, looking back on Jurassic World. Please don't. Is there? It's not as good. Did you guys notice if there were any like Italian restaurants? There are no in, Italian in, in the thoroughfare. Like, I'm pretty sure it's all like Asian fusion. Yeah, you can't say that I'm wrong now. Dinosaurs are afraid of garlic. You can now t shed a tear. For every uh, Triceratops that will never know the taste of garlic bread. It, all the same, it'd make them fat.
They're already fat. I don't think they even... I mean, I guess they had to have been able to digest carbohydrates because they're plant eaters. Yeah. They probably can't do gluten, though. Uh, It's just something people say, like, how many... Like, everyone says, oh, I can't do gluten. There's only... I don't want to say, like... I'm just saying, like, you're not supposed to feed duck to... uh, Bread's duck. Oh, that's... Right, you're not supposed to feed bread to ducks because they can't digest it. Mm -hmm. And dinosaurs are just uh, primitive ducks. Well, most dinosaurs, or some dinosaurs, because you have your non-avian dinosaurs. I'm just... And also, like, every... You know, uh, they can't have dairy. There were no mammals. Well, I guess there were mammals at this time, but... Yeah, but, I mean, they they can't eat cheese... So, like, there, there were no goats to make rennet, and they'd probably be poisoned by tomatoes. So, like, a pizza is how you kill a dinosaur. I mean, a good uh, sket would be would get them. <laughs> good sket will get them. Just all the all the pizza delivery boys are now dinosaur hunters. That is Jurassic World Dominion. That's the that's the dinosaur world we're living in now. Okay, John, I think you just had a great idea for a Spielberg '80s movie. <laughs> pizza delivery guys hunting dinosaurs. Oh, I get, I, They'll I get that Rex in 30 minutes or less. All right, so now we're going to talk about this movie. Should we talk about Jurassic Park Dominion? It's bad. It is very disjointed. Not as bad as the first movie, I would say, whereas that one was definitely a bunch of scenes written, and then they kind of filled it, filled in the cracks. But I'm not joking when I said I think this was two two scripts that were just kind of... It might even be I, three scripts. Did we see how many script... Uh, credits this thing has how many writers are involved i kind of i skipped to the end to see if there was a post-credit scene but i did not stick around for the credits there's no post-credit scene i i gave up halfway through because i i wasn't i was done with this movie i wanted to watch the next movie on our docket which you'll find out in a bit or in the next episode or the or there's there are two uh two screenwriting credits See that doesn't Emily mean Emily Carmichael and Colin Trevorrow. See that doesn't. Colin guarantee... Trevorrow is also the director, so yeah, like that doesn't guarantee just... that it was two scripts brought together. Because mm-hmm. generally, you have like a main script, and then you might have another scriptwriter come in for dialogue. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I think Emily Carmichael did the main script treatment, and then Colin Trevorrow as director might have changed. Went through, stuff, did yeah. a couple of changes, and that's why he gets a credit on there too. See, what I feel really bad about this is because it is objectively a bad story, and they made a billion dollars, so they're not going to stop. Their their bad behavior is being rewarded, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because let's talk a little bit about what actually, like, why, so we keep saying that it's a bad movie, and we talked about some plot holes that kind of go, there's, there's, it's, Bad movies have plot holes, but let's talk about some of the things that made it bad. All right, so it's the consistent, uh, persistent plot contrivance concept of things happen because we need them to happen because. And, like, for instance, we are told that they want Maisie because she was a clone, but she's a clone that got rid of uh, genetic defects. And we find this out an hour in an hour in. Like, what's everyone's character motivation? Like, why does anyone do what they want? Do are, are any of our 
character's protagonist. I mean, Owen is, but he's in the middle of a cowboy film when he gets taken to be part of this one. He's in the middle of doing a, like, cowboy dinosaur frontier film, and then this movie happens to him. Yeah, he's so protagonisting is, in that one. Is he a protagonist then? Because if the movie happens to you, you're not a protagonist. Like I said, he was a protagonist in a Western. I would also He was busy say, doing a Western. Alan Grant and uh, Dr. Sadler would probably be the main protagonists. But again, they, like, they're but, X-Filesing it. But how much how much do they do versus how much happens to them? So does Alan Grant figure out a way to get into the lab? No, it does gets Ellen gets yeah they get handed their way into the lab and they're not even sure why they're getting into the lab. Alan doesn't know why he's getting in the lab. He's just following. He is literally it. just there because because Doctor Sattler's there. Yeah, see that's the thing is everyone's reacting to events. They're not acting to events. They're not picking a goal. And working towards it, besides getting Maisie back. Malcolm? Malcolm is, because he's trying to... He's the one who's busy recruiting Dr. Sattler to get in and get all of the samples and stuff. But we don't see him do any of it. It all happens off screen. No, he doesn't do it, though. The other guy well, that's gives the, it to him. Ramsey is... Ramsey should have been a protagonist, because he's the one who makes everything happen. But he's not. He's a side character. Like that—that's one of the problems with this movie. Is so, and things just happen. People just meet up. Like, you mean the Dolomites aren't just a small mountain range? Well, it's even stuff like so. Claire gets out of the plane. They push Claire out of the plane yeah, so she... she can have her tense scene in the in the forest. Mm -hmm. And then the plane crashes, and the people in the plane crash—they're just fine. Oh, that reminds me of a character I didn't even bring up in the plot oh, hole section. The the pilot. You forget about the pilot because she's forgettable. I don't even know her name. I'm not going to lie. I don't know her name either. It is, I think, said once in the movie. Launchpad. No, do not dismirk his name. <laughs> Although she did cr she did have a crash she walked away from. Amelia Bedelia Earhart? <laughs> no. Kayla Watts, guys. Kayla Watts. Oh, that's not a real name. Anyways, the pilot, because I'm not going to remember that. So Kayla Watts, the pilot, Anyways, so I'm gonna, we're going to say Kayla Watts, the pilot until we remember. And next week you will have forgotten her name. I'm going to forget her name in an hour. Anyways, the pilot and Owen crash in a plane into a lake. So we've established that this plane goes is going at least 150 something miles an hour, crashing into a hard surface. Ice is not soft. And they just walk away from it. Um, Owen falls into a frozen lake. And walks it off. See, but we have the answer for that one too. Because they've genetically engineered all of these dinosaurs to deal with the cold. And Wyoming Project Zero was filled with raptor DNA. And so he is also immune to the cold. Mm. Yeah, so we remember Owens is a genetically engineered superhuman. We covered this in the previous uh, Jurassic World. That movie was so forgettable I, I forgot about our episode about it. Well, good thing some of us can do callbacks. But yeah. those callbacks are earned. <laughs> <laughs> we try anyway. Yeah. And other problem we have is things that are off screen don't exist. Like, because early on, or I guess in the middle of the film, because it's when so we long. Malta. When we're in Malta, they're at the black market for dinosaurs. And in the middle of the chaos, an Allosaurus and a Carnotaur, and a Carnotaur are let free. 
in the middle of the market and as long, when they're not on screen they're not doing anything they're not affecting the characters who are in the market at the same time like there's no like general panic the people who are betting on the fight between what a like protoceratops and i don't even know what the other dinosaurs are fighting they don't care they don't even care that there's two people fighting in this rink now and one guy gets attacked by three dinosaurs three dinosaurs to one guy because until suddenly both the allosaurus and the carnotaur are outside in a main square where they get to eat the guy who won the prize to be eaten in the film yeah bringing us to our two total uh dinosaur fatalities in this movie that i can think of wait three so we got we got the the guy who gets eaten by the three dinosaurs um no john you have it right oh wait six because the the raptors eat a whole bunch of people okay yeah so so the raptors eat three of the uh three cia agents okay three cia agents we get the uh the black the, the criminal um who runs the who's like doing the black market running and kidnapping he gets eaten by the three dinosaurs okay the dude random, on the moped random dude in the background who gets eaten by the carnotaur and uh allosaurus mm-hmm. and dodgson uh uh-uh. dodgson's not dead he's back in the film he's back in film nine. Oh, okay well there there is a clone of him back in film nine somehow somehow dodson returned looks he was keeping his dna in the barbasil can that's why he had it. That's why he wanted to wanted to make sure to give it to Ramsey. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're a younger me. Yeah. Which has much darker connotations now. Just because he has black skin doesn't mean he's darker, Richard. You can't say that. I mean, the connotations is that he's a clone and he doesn't know it. I don't think he's a clone. Oh, but Not he is. Race Remember, car, you're a younger me. He was trying to tell him a secret. He was like, I am your father. Hmm. Or you are the clone of me. Or at least. Uh, I will of- live forever through DNA. Okay. In a Barbasil can. <laughs> 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 Which is also one of those dumb things is why the like the whole purpose of the, the can of a shaving cream was uh, we especially. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll talk about this as uh, one of the dumb callbacks because you have to nostalgia it. So in Dawson or Dawson's Dogson Dogson whatever the guy you don't Dodgson Dodgson whatever I don't care enough about this. He was in the first well his character was in the first movie as we talked about before. Anyways, he has a rusted uh, Barbasol uh, shaving cream can in his office, and if you remember to your first Jurassic Park movie, it is the same can that. He gave Nedry to steal some uh, dinosaur DNA and give it back to him. And so that's why we keep talking about the Barbasol can. It is the can from the first movie. Which was buried in mud in the first movie and had a 36-hour cooling limit. And was in a shaving can to get through customs. That was the whole purpose of it. Is it's... Half filled, the bottom half can fit the uh, um, DNA, sample. DNA samples in, and it has coolant because it is shaving cream and has that chemical compound, and you can spray it and have a cover. It's a smuggling device. If you're an actual company, you don't need the smuggling device. You could literally have a suitcase made for this purpose on hand, like our vi- villain from the last two films did. 
I think it's more nostalgia in that this is where... Because this is where you got to start. It's, before he became the CEO of Biosyn. It's still dumb. It is dumb because, well, they don't actually... I think they might talk about this in the book. Because the uh, shaving cream can was in the original book, I believe. Yes, yes, it was in and, the book. Um, it might have been in the second Jurassic Park book that no, it wasn't. It was well. I mean, didn't they say that uh, people from another company went to Isla Nublar to pick to find it? No, they were there for dinosaurs. Well, I know they were there for dinosaurs, but a company went looking for it. I, anyways, that's how these movies are trying to get away with how they got that um, that Barbasol can. I think, like, because the whole fact is that we're talking about it sh- shows how dumb it is. Because we didn't need the um. The Barbasol can. We don't need it. At any point, there's no reason to have it for its own merit. It's it, there it should have just to been, be a callback. It should have been set dressing in the background out of focus. Yeah, if you want to do it big, it's just off the fact that this should is- Should have somebody washing their face in the bathroom, and there's a Barbasol can. Or even then, it's just Dodgson doing it, because the reason he, he used that brand is because that's his preferred shaving cream. I wonder how much Barbasol got- for the for the first Jurassic Park movie, or how much they paid to I don't know. So that's that's the problems with it. It has like the unearned callbacks, the really dumb callbacks, and the missed opportunity callbacks because they had the uh, Therizinosaurus. The Therizinosaurus that was making big stompy sounds while Claire is going into a puddle of water, and the water, and the water like... doesn't ripple with every footstep, yeah. so that we can sense the dinosaur approaching. And Claire can know, but we don't have to show it on screen. But we don't do that. We don't do that. And like we have the buildup of the Giganotosaurus, but it's not a character. It's only there for what a scene, it, two scenes for for yeah. It's there for there for, to terrorize oh, them in an observation post. You need to see that it beats up the T Rex so that it is the apex predator. Um, have them terrorize them as they're trying to get into the observation deck and then the final showdown with the t-rex where it gets where it loses where it loses and dies it like a chump by getting impaled yeah and like as all the big bad dinosaurs go it's the one that has the least character like indominus rex has character like it's the most expressive i think of any of them i mean the uh and then the, the Indoraptor was at least feral and crazy. Yeah, like it was dangerous, and you knew about it and its threat for a while. But yeah, this one just kind of shows up. Is there because we the, mentioned it because it's down in the valley, and that's all. And we need a bigger monster so the T Rex can be the hero again. But but the T I don't think the T Rex even got like a hero shot. In, no, in the end, not really. They so, had its little roar with the Therizinosaurus. Yeah, they it, it was trying to do our T-Rex moon shirt idea. It wants to high-five the Therizinosaurus, I, but it can't because its arms are too small. We still need to print our, our three T-Rex moon <laughs> Three shirt. T-Rex moon. Because we have the art. We need to make it. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, it's so just everywhere. Like, they knew that they were going to make money. We just need scenes with dinosaurs. Who cares? How well, what can we together? do with dinosaurs? It's like the Dimitrodons down in the mines. Why are they in the mines? Why are there bones in the mines? There's human yeah, bones yeah. in like, the mines. Just a random human skull lying around. Well, apparently this is a fairly dangerous workplace to be. Apparently, yeah. Um, 
But would they, would those dinosaurs even like go underground because they have the big fins on the back? Wouldn't that make it less, you'd assume they wouldn't be digging because they have fins well, on the back? Well, it's not just that they have fins. It's like I said, they're not dinosaurs. They are ancient reptiles. They are cold-blooded. They need sun. Mm-hmm. Part of the fin is to help them heat up yeah, and cool regu- down. Regulate temperature. They're not going to want to hide in uh, mines deep underground. I mean, it's, but it's a geothermal valley. So it's warmer there. That's why. Okay. It's a geothermal vent. That's why they're hanging around there. Because it's better than the sun. Mm -hmm. More stable. And there's no garlic down there. No garlic in the mines. No garlic in the mines. They yearn for the mines. Yeah, it is a terrible workplace. And that's our other problem that we've had. So with the first Jurassic Park, is you don't figure out, oh, there's a park that has dinosaurs, things go wrong. What happens is... You know, you sit down, Michael Crichton's like, all right, how would you have a dinosaur park? How would you keep the dinosaurs from escaping? We, they're given trackers. There's electric fences. How would, you, how would you make it in real life? And then what would happen if the systems were to fail? Like well, it, what human errors would cause problems? Like, all oh, right, well, we're having issues. Is, so we want to keep people to follow a certain route. We put them in cars. They have to cover distance. They're electric cars on a, on a, on a rail, a rail, but you still have to have jeeps to go off road. So we have both of those in the park. Uh, specifically. So where you, when you were talking about Michael Crichton, right, writing the book, cause he, he helped do the screenplay, didn't he? Of the first dress. Yes. Park? Yes. He was writing like the, he was writing the book mm-hmm. and they bought the rights for the book before it was even mm-hmm. out. So yes, there was probably concurrent uh, stuff going on. So one of the parts I remember from the book is um, it might have been Alan Grant looking up at uh, he has a sunroof in his hotel room and he notices that there's rebar hastily attached to that sunroof. Yeah, um, it doesn't fit in with the aesthetic, which you know gets him thinking that something happened here. Not not as all or not everything is okay in the land of Oz or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You worked with the problem of all right. So what? Are our knowns what could go wrong? And it's stuff like, okay, so they find out like the uh, pterosaurs are not predators, right? They're extremely territorial, however. And so that's why they had to put them in the uh, the dome and shut it down. No one's allowed in or out. Like there's the license dependency. How do you get past license dependency? They can eat other materials that have soy in it. I think th- though they mentioned they uh, the dinosaurs start killing a lot of chickens as well because chickens yeah, chickens have, have a higher lysine. Like that's the thing is uh, he's like all right so how would you stop it how would you get past this like you put up a what's the strongest door you can a thief can figure out how to get through it he's like so we'll have human error there's uh, unknowns like the Dilophosaurus they the fact that Dilophosaurus have poison and spit is representative of this idea. It's not like, oh, we have proof that they do it. He's like, no, we wouldn't know that they could do it until you bring them back. Like, cause it's all soft tissue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, so that's why he included it in, because it was, they had the Dilophosaurus. They're like, oh, it's a medium sized predator. They build their whole uh, enclosure for him and find out the thing spit venom. Do they even spit in the book or I know they, yes, like- Yes, they, they would bite the their prey and then back off, and that's we that's how we figured out they but, had. Venom. But they do spit. Okay, they do it's spit to blind. Long, it's been a long time since I've read that book. I they, should. They don't have the flaring uh, crest mm-hmm. in the book, but but I mean that's just that's kind that's a that's cool, a visual thing. Mm-hmm. All right, 
And so the problem I'm having here now because of this movie is because I think previously I've said that you can take dinosaurs and throw them in any movie and make it better. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true anymore because I can't think of I, th- I can't think of more good dinosaur movies than bad dinosaur movies at this point. Well, you just have to fix it. I know we'll make three more Jurassic Park movies. I, I feel like the the odds are just turned. So against dinosaurs now, I mean, sure, we have Land Before Time, but that's not the final one. They keep going. I think they've stopped Land Before Time. I think they stopped at like 14. Yeah, but that gives us what? Like, maybe if we if we give that uh, some of the ones that we haven't seen are actually good, like an 11 to 3 ratio of good dinosaur to bad dinosaur movies, like three goods and 11 bad. Like how many good Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies are there? Well, there's definitely, I would probably say two good Jurassic Park movies. Second one, it definitely isn't as good as the first, but first is okay. That's amazing. You know, we're gonna, well, we all agree that it's a classic. Okay, so how how would you rate a dinosaur, or how what would you describe as a dinosaur movie? Like, can dinosaurs at least exist in the movie, or, or do they have to be a main plot point? Like Jurassic Park, dinosaurs are main plot point. How about an Indian in the cupboard where the kid brings a dinosaur back to life. Oh, so Indian in a cupboard and like uh, night of the museum. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think those are dinosaur movies. They just have dinosaurs included. Yeah. Well, they're not even like real dinosaurs in either case, because one's a plastic model of a dinosaur. The dinosaurs in Jurassic park aren't real dinosaurs either. John, those di- dinosaurs. Oh, that's a, ago. that's a good argument. Um, I disagree, but it's, <laughs> well, I- well, I know they they bring but, that but up. But you understand from yeah. my concept here, uh-huh. you know, like a like we're back a dinosaur story. Ooh, because those are supposed to be good dinosaurs, though, like real dinosaurs and not cartoon dinosaurs. They're just they were real dinosaurs that got given the ability s- to speak the smart cereal. I think. <laughs> Man, I can't even remember where the smart comes from. There's an evil scientist. Hmm. Uh, they oh. Two scientists, they're brothers. One oh. has a screw for an eye. And one's a good guy and one's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's been so long since I've seen that film. I remember, pl- I think I have the video game for the Super Nintendo. But see what I mean by like, just even if we go off of their dinosaurs, dinosaurs, and they are central to the plot mm-hmm. or um, active participants in the story, maybe. And we're hitting that more bad than good. I mean, Pixar's The Good Dinosaur is a bad dinosaur movie yeah yeah i don't i haven't seen it but from what i hear it's a bad dinosaur movie what are our good dinosaur movies jurassic park land before time what about is 65 good i don't i haven't seen it it's out now right i think it is looking at the like critic and audience ratings it is very low oh i think i think i one of my friends might have went and saw it, and it's not. Oh, I should maybe. I, I think you know. You know. I, do you know the last dinosaur? The Flint is that from the Flintstones? No, it was its own like little like cartoon movie. I thought it was pretty good when I was a kid. Well, taste change. I haven't seen it since then, and I can't remember much about it except for 
Like, like you know how we're talking about like the cartoon based off of Maisie? Uh-huh. It, it's so, that. It's what it already exists of that. Like, it's the, a dinosaur with the sunglasses on. Ooh, do you want the really terrible thing? Uh-oh. No, I don't want the terrible. Oh, give it to us, I guess. Because remember how I, I don't have fun facts for you, but I you do have, have facts. facts. Uh, 65 has the exact same rating on IMDb as Jurassic World Dominion. They are both sitting at a 5.6. I won't give it a rating, though, because sometimes people are dumb. We read their plot holes. It's true. It's true. Sometimes people are dumb. That's a mantra. It's how we solve some of our plot holes, too. Because people were wrong about uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter is great. Street Fighter is great. Um, I Well, I agree. I'm just trying to think. How about the Dinosaurs TV show? Not the mo- with the not the mama baby. <laughs> uh, is it good or is it just your nostalgia speaking? I I can't really remember it. I just know it had a really downer ending. Sure, it did. I mean, it's you know, it's a fun like family sitcom or whatever, and then the main character causes volcanic winter and kills off all the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the last shot is the family huddled, huddled together, together, freezing. So, yeah, bit of a downer. I mean, how else were you going to end that show? Well, uh, giant explosion. <laughs> Just cut it off real fast. Maybe have like the dad doing a big barbecue or whatever. And the son's and, like, and that's... like, hey, say, hey, that's a really big falling star. Nope, we should not, all make a wish. Not, e- <laughs> not even that. It's like he's distracting. He's putting like barbecue uh, or lighter fluid on the barbecue or whatever. Turns around and then boom. And then it cuts to black. I still think feel like they'd want to wish on a star first. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's at the beginning of the episode. They talk about all the things they w- wish for. And then it just, well, it ends obvi- obviously. And then where... they have the barbecue later after whatever mm-hmm. like sitcom moment they have. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just th- remembered Disney's dinosaur from like 2004. That's a bad dinosaur movie. Or was it not? Maybe it was 2000, but it so, is a bad dinosaur movie. Well, I mean, that depends. Again, it it get manages a six point four. I mean, dinosaur two thousand. Yeah, yeah, six point four on IMDb. But still, our mantra: people are dumb sometimes. Now, my question is, what about the Lost World TV series? It was a it was a mini series. Is, is that it? the one with the slee stacks? Uh, has Bob Hoskins and James Fox where they go on an expedition to the Amazon? I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm jaded now. I I want good dinosaur movies, people. I mean, that one was nominated for a couple of Emmys, so all right, so it's probably good. We'll have to see. Do we trust the people with the Emmys? We're back. That's a bad one. Bad one. We don't know if it's bad. It's nostalgia clouds our vision. You know, because that's the thing is, I'm pretty sure I kind of liked it as a kid. What about the Will Ferrell Land of the Lost? No, that's camp. There's no way that's good. Okay. And I mean, good dinosaur was from what I hear is bad. I mean, I haven't seen it. It's okay. I, I think we want there Pixar to be good quality, dinosaur movies. Pixar quality is bad. Or if you compare it to other Pixar movies. Yes. Um, on a Pixar scale, it's on the low end. Um, it's but, right down there with uh, Cars 2. I haven't seen Cars 2. It's in the Cars 2 zone of of Pixar movies. I wonder, I think we might have talked about this earlier. Back to your point, John, uh, that people want a good dinosaur movie, but maybe we're just kind of done with dinosaur movies. Jurassic Park, 
hit it out of the park. That is the gold standard, and no one can stand up, can live up to it. And so, people become become jaded on dinosaur movies. I think I think you're stuck with the idea of how do we have people and dinosaurs. I think that's the big question. Well, there was the Disney dinosaur movie that Richard that from 2000 because you have to have because if you have dinosaurs you have to have time travel or like or weird sith science cloning yeah you have to have weird uh sith science or dark sith i can't remember what he said which means that your movies are being held back by those two things could you have robots that are dinosaurs even though that's just a robot movie I mean, I'm, so I'm thinking like Doctor like Who Beast dinosaurs Wars? on a species, dinosaurs on a spaceship. The Doctor Who uh, Matt Smith episode. I mean, there are fun lines in it, but I don't, I can't remember what those dinosaurs were. But I mean, because they're not Who. important to the story. It's Doctor Who, so it's time travel. But. Yeah. So I think that's our issue here, and, and and the other option is you know hidden world, and none of those like some time travel can't is a great compelling uh thing, but it's also gonna be done terribly. Well, what are you counting there, Richard? Movies named The Lost World. Oh, yeah. That, that's just just what you do. You name your movie The Lost World, have some dinosaurs, probably actually just a couple of lizards dressed up as uh, with like frills added, killing each other. Look, I don't know how many of them actually involve dinosaurs. I'm assuming that some of them probably don't. Some of them are about like archaeology or something. And it is specifically just ones called lost the lost world we're at 10 so and that is not including return to king of warrior of worlds just the lost world there are 10 the lost world films i mean one of our worst video game movies was uh mario world or mario brothers and what do we have we have, we have a dinosaur in it. Well, I think all the, they're all dinosaurs, John. They just evolved to look like people. Yeah. See, that's, that's the whole thing is I want good dinosaur movies. Why, why is it so hard? I wonder if it's okay. So most movies you want a human protagonist just to, unless it's animated, but yeah. just so you can relate. Well, when I say relate to it, but um, you want a human to relate to. So it has to be time travel or whatever. Just maybe dinosaurs are just way too foreign to have in a not documentary nature series. Oh man, I just remembered that there's that Whoopi Goldberg movie with the the T Rex. I am. I don't. I mean, I probably just purged it. It's not Sister Sister Act. No, no, no. (laughs) It's like Theodore Rex or something is what it's called. I think you made that up. No, Theodore Rex, nineteen ninety five. I do recognize that picture. Oh my goodness, I do. Where he's got like the, he's, the he's three-toed like, sneakers. Okay, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Dark memories. Dark memories. Oh, I thought it was a cartoon. No, Never no. mind. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <sighs> Should we get back to Dom- Dominion, though? <laughs> We just don't. Can you save the dinosaur movie genre or is it too late? So I I think like comparing another aspect of Jurassic Park to Jurassic World Dominion is 
Jurassic Park's a pretty scary movie, and it's serious scary, not like a... Well, it's a monster movie. Yeah, it's like it's a monster movie, and a lot of characters die. Like, a lot of characters, like most of the the cast... The core cast of the small core cast of characters that you know... Yeah. And they die. And it's also, it's not just good guys die. Well, it's not just good, it's not just bad guys that die. Like it's the it's this mix, it's the that feeling that nobody is safe, and that's not something that's a part of Jurassic World. Like it's all, like the person who's most innocent is probably Claire's assistant in the Jurassic World, and she's our biggest death. Well, and then you compare it to something like Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, and it's only bad guys or people it's, in the background. Yeah, it is. No, none of the core cast is ever. Really in danger. The closest well, thing you danger, have is Claire when she's doing her pond swim from the uh, Therizinosaurus. What about the what Maisie climbing up the ladder with the uh, Gigantosaurus? Whatever. Giganotosaurus. It wanted to eat Maisie. I mean, it all. It tried to. It tried to, but she got plot armor injected into her <laughs> genes. Uh. That's what got rid of the the genetic defects. Was the plot armor straight injected into her blood? It was, and that's really what Henry Wu was trying to get the secret for was the real way to survive a franchise so that by the end, everybody could go, oh, we forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. Henry Wu causes all these problems. And then he's just a good guy who wants to stop the evil locust at the end. And it was like, what was your like whole like it felt like Henry Wu was working towards something specific and he wasn't like letting anyone else in like he was always. The villain in the background, mm-hmm. but they at didn't least in the second that happened. At least in the second trilogy, in the first trilogy, he he was like only in the first movie, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He's kind of a background character in the first movie. Um, he's a bigger character in the book, but also again, he dies in the book. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking so to go back to plot armors and whatnot. I think they should have killed Ian Malcolm. Oh, they should have killed Ian Malcolm, and then Jeff. Goldblum could stop acting like Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum will always act like Jeff Goldblum, but he didn't act like Ian Malcolm. That was one of my issues with this movie as well. It was more like Jeff Goldblum wearing a turtleneck or a blazer. Yeah. He's more Goldblumy than uh, the hard too cool for school cynic that uh, Ian Malcolm is. Mm -hmm. He's more like a burnt out hippie in this movie or not a burnt out hippie. He's he's discovered that he can make a lot of money on the lecture circuit. Well, no, he was just hired as a, a resident philosopher. What a guess how much gig. the guess how much the resident philosopher makes for totally not Apple. He has tenure. Oh, that was one of my other issues with. Um, so, uh, Doctor Malcolm gives Claire, not Claire, um, Doctor Sadler, his bracelet to, that lets him get lo- uh, get in anywhere. It's like all security or whatever, and. Uh, Dr. Sadler gets into the restricted labs like someone got in there they don't have his name linked to his His security bracelet yeah yeah it's just I'd be like what's Ian Malcolm doing here again it's because the people who wrote it don't actually do any kind of digital security they just treat it like a key because that is they're like oh yeah that's how that's how these work you just tap it and you get in it's like no there's more information to that. There's more tracking. And that's one of those. It's the difference between when Michael Crichton is writing it versus when someone else is. Because Michael Crichton goes and does research 
before he does all of these things. Yeah, it's not like he's like, I want to have dinosaurs do this. He's like, oh, cool. So what would happen in this situation? How can I make things go wrong? What's our situation? Okay, we have a storm. We have a guy who's uh, uh, under... Overworked and underpaid. Overworked and underpaid and bitter. We have uh, enemies. We have just basic mechanical failures. And we have chaos theory. That was... Mm -hmm. But he was also trying to... Like, in all of Michael Crichton's books, it's basically, hey, here's a technological wonder. You got to be careful with it. You can't just go hog wild and use it. Like, uh, what was the um, one about nanobots? I can't remember when it came. Prey? Prey. Yes, Prey. You know, uh, he came out with, I think, State of Fear about, like, global warming and whatnot. And we're mostly reporting around global warming. And just, hey, you can't tr- blindly trust everyone. You have to do your own research. Like, and they they would have s- served them well to follow that kind of motto when they were developing the security for Totally Not Apple. Yeah, you should have been like, all right, how are they getting around? Like, what are people's goals? And like, if they stopped and thought from character perspectives, what do the characters want? What's preventing them from getting that? And how can they overcome the challenges in between them? And why is there a dinosaur there? And I guess that's the hard part. Can we talk really quick about the guy that got hired at Biosyn to be the resident barista? Oh, yeah, the barista. (laughs) The dude who sends in his application, he's halfway through like a genetic, like a genetics engineering degree, a bunch of other stuff. And he was working at a Starbucks to pay for school. And then Biosyn is like, yeah, we'd like to hire you. And he's like, awesome. What am I going to be doing? They're like, we need you to work at our Starbucks. We like your previous work experience. I, I don't think they told him that he was going to be working at the Starbucks there. I Until think, he got I think there. They, they said, oh, we, we, we like your resume. We'd like to hire you in at Biosyn at uh, not Starship One. And he's like, cool, in Italy. And he's like, oh, my gosh. And like, we're going to fly you out. Will you sign the contract? And he's like, yes, totally. And he gets there. And they're like, all right. He's like, what What lab am I working in? And they're like, you're not working in a lab. You're working here. And he's like, what? Like, you 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 had a really good you had a really good working history on your resume. And all of your employers said you made the best coffee. <laughs> That's what we need right now. And he's like, but what about my, my research and... Oh, you're subpar. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, get an internship here and maybe you'll get a real job later. But look, you at least have a, you have an inside track for when we do interior hiring. Work here for about, for, you have to, you have to do at least six months and then you can see about transferring departments. I hear janitorial has openings. <laughs> oh, um, poor well, barista. I'm pretty sure janitorial is probably one of the better jobs to have. Animal they handler. have to go. They have to go clean the mines. Yeah. Why do you think the bones are down there? They haven't had a janitor in six months. <laughs> I mean, they had a janitor six months ago. <laughs> they have. They just have little Roombas running around everywhere. Um, to kind of go completely off topic who here saw this movie in the theaters like i did richard you did john i I didn't this was my first time watching it i knew what we were getting into that's why i made sure i had john so that i didn't have to suffer through it alone (laughs) 
I just remember I had a coworker and he's like, oh, I'm going to go see Jurassic World Dominion. And I'm like, all right, good luck with that. Then he watched Jurassic World Dominion and came back and said it was bad. When are you going to watch it? And I say, well, here's the thing. I or, went, or he said, why do they make this movie so bad? And I said, well, here's the thing. You watched it. I'm going to watch it. I know what's going to be bad. I have no expectations that this is good. They are still, I'm still going to watch it. That is why they made a bad movie. Yep. And that's the thing is like when I, I, I went, it was either opening day or at least opening weekend because my spouse was super excited to go and see it. And they were really upset over the film because it was, because it was bad and they didn't, they, they were upset and I had a good time because I knew exactly what I was getting into. I had zero expectations for the film. I knew it was going to be terrible and I got what I expected. I mean, this was my first time watching it, like I said, so and you watched it, uh, with your, with your spouse. Nope. By myself. By yourself. Didn't even have the kids there to. No, I was, I was, uh, selling blood. And just like, I need something to distract me. So I pulled up my phone and watched it. At least watched part of it, because this is a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> so you're saying not... the blood loss didn't dull the pain of the film? No. I'm slightly lightheaded, but I can still understand this is terrible. No, it's... I did not have that benefit. Even the promise of juice and a cookie afterwards? <laughs> no, no juice and cookie. <laughs> Would juice and a cookie have made it better? I think it would have been more <laughs> condescending, to be honest. <laughs> like, he would have felt like he was getting something handed to him by not Tim Cook. Or are you trying to bribe me? <laughs> well, there yes. you have it, Jurassic World Dominion. Not even a juice and a cookie can save it. Uh, oh, just to go back really fast to this. Don't watch this movie. We don't recommend it. Yeah, I. If it's uh, is it on Amazon? Watch it on a yes, streaming service. It is on Amazon. Um, don't pay for it. Yeah, don't, don't don't pay. Don't reward bad behavior. Yeah, we this needs to be punished. They already made the billion yep, point they, zero zero one dollars, or one one point zero zero. That is one. unearned wealth. <laughs> No, I mean it was earned. People paid them, but I, there's was not even it that, earned though. There's not even that many. Cool look, look, look fight if scenes. I say that I'm going to do something cool for a dollar, and you hand me a dollar, and I sucker punch you, did I earn that dollar? I mean, or did was, was I dishonest You're, in my uh, presentation? I mean, you make a good point. So just a carousel around. Go watch. Go watch the original Jurassic Park. It still holds up. It is still great. Nothing that they do now can dull its shine, unless they remake it. I'm that's I'm pretty sure. I bet in four years we are going to hear, coming soon, Jurassic Park. And then we're going to be sitting here like old geezers, thinking, back in my day, I saw that movie for twenty five cents. They used puppets instead of real genetic engineered dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how do we end this, guys? Well, we should thank our patrons because hopefully they get what they paid for. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We are not charging them a dollar for a punch in the stomach. 
Or for, for an unearned callback. Yeah, we earn our callbacks. Hopefully. Please tell us that we earn our callbacks. We crave your validation. But if you think that dinosaurs would enjoy Hawaiian pizza, you can leave a comment on Facebook after leaving a like. Or in 280 characters or less, let us know on Twitter at PlotSpacklePod. Same question. Do the dinosaurs get to enjoy the sweet and savory taste of Hawaiian pizza? Or are they forever stuck in the... Um, no fruit on my za. Oh, I was just like, what was the what's the other type of? Or if of, you feel the dinosaurs went dinosaurs died out because they put pineapple on pizza. Well, I mean, it's garlic on pizza. That's the main thing. Yeah, it's the garlic that's the that's the problem. The mosasaurus can eat anchovies on its pizza because it's not a dinosaur; it's an rep, aquatic reptile. Although it was way too big in this movie. Well, okay, so you know the, the the goldfish principle, right? Yeah, the goldfish will keep growing. And, Until yeah. it fills its uh, container. Mosasaurus, same rule. Yeah, but it's bigger than blue whales. Blue uh-huh. whales are the biggest creatures that, that have That means it can existed. eat blue whales. Yeah. But it's bigger than a blue whale. It can't be bigger than a blue whale because blue whales are the biggest things that have ever existed. No, they're not. Yes, they are. The mosasaurus is bigger. That's, that, that's now the biggest thing that's ever existed. Plus, planets are bigger and they exist. Wait, what do planets have to do with it? You said that the blue whales were the biggest thing to have ever existed. Oh, okay. Biggest animal. Asterisk. <laughs> I, I believe that Galactus is the biggest animal to have ever existed. He's a Marvel villain. <laughs> and yet here we are with the Mosasaurus. <laughs> you can cut this off whenever you want, Eric. Or well, Richard still needs we to still need email. to talk about our oh, email oh, here. Oh. Because you see... Someone will have actually gone through and get put together a list of actual good dinosaur films, which we would desperately like to hear. Please help us find good dinosaur movies that are worth watching. Send it to us, plotspacklepodcast at gmail.com, because we'd like to watch a good dinosaur movie for once. I mean, worth watching is not going to stop us before. 